Hey, y'all, this is Jeff Moore. Welcome to the Road Home Podcast. Uh, this is episode number six, and we have been out. Well, I have been out. There's just one of us um, for about three weeks. I actually ended up catching the COVID or the flu or whatever it was. It was very flu-like. Um, it was not as severe. I think I've had a very mild case of it um, for a couple of weeks. Missed the last two weeks of school. Got in there the week of finals. Um, but it was not severe. It was pretty mild. And I am, I am grateful for that. Not that any, you know, any, it, not that God sent it to me. I'm not grateful to, I mean, I'm grateful that it was not severe, you know, not to downplay what other people have struggled with and suffered with. Um, but I am grateful that it was not as bad as that. Heart does go out to them. Um, it wasn't fun, but it is over. We are a hundred percent still get winded a little bit, but anyway, that's where we've been. That's where I've been. So we're back and uh, I want to share this morning with you uh, briefly uh, about going from slavery to sonship. I'm going to use the word sonship, but when I say son, I'm talking about a son of God. I also mean daughter. You know, when, um, when the scripture mentions man or mankind, it includes womankind, not to leave women out. That's not the purpose of that. And it wasn't not being sexist, but when they used to phrase the word man, it includes all of us. But I want you to know when I say sonship, I mean daughtership too. <laughs> okay. Um, by the way, I heard a great song this morning by the uh, Christian group Crowder. And every time I hear the word Crowder, I think of Crowder peas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, you know, Southern food, Crowder peas butter beans meatloaf anyway so the song by Crowder is called Anchor and I heard it on Spotify and um, if I can put it on the show and or whatever and let you listen to a snippet that would be great but check it out it's it's one it's really good um, anyway so the whole thing about slavery to sonship started several weeks ago when I was talking with a friend at church named Ivy okay and she was explaining to me at one point in her life, she was in a particular place where when she would speak to God, she would beg and call out and cry out and, you know, God, please do this. Please, please, please. You know, and why aren't you doing this? And I, please, I need, and it was begging. And she was just relating how her, the way she speaks to the father now is so different. Um, she doesn't come from a begging place. It's not that she. It's not that she. We can't ask God to do things, but when it comes to you know things that He has already given us, um, you know we, we don't have to beg for those things. You know, God, please be with us. I mean, the Holy Spirit, <laughs> the Holy Spirit lives in us. Jesus said, "I will never leave you nor forsake you," didn't He? Yeah. So it. it I know we just, we want his presence. Can I tell you that he's with you all the time, 24 seven, you don't have to, and it may just be a, a linguistic, you may just be a, I don't know, just something we say, but you don't have to ask God to be with you. He's always with you. He can't leave you. He's in you. If you're in Christ, yeah, I believe he's with unbelievers. I mean, who? Who else, how else would they ever come to faith if God wasn't with them? 
you know, I don't mean in that everybody is saved. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, you know, that God is present. God's heart is for mankind. He is with man. And whether man wants him, that's that's the you know, that's the crux of the matter. So she was sharing that story with me and it just it birthed something in my my heart about you know how our our speech the way we talk changes and um then i heard a guy speak on um kenneth copeland television show and he said this thing and it was amazing he said you know um revelation changes the way that we talk and um, that just kind of struck me revelation when we get revelation from holy spirit it changes the way we speak you know now that i understand um what it means to be a son i don't beg i don't beg god anymore i i I get tempted sometimes when i was sick with covid i was very tempted to beg god to heal me god please heal me god heal me you know i was i was afraid because my breathing got shallow and you know we've heard horror stories about ventilators and I, i was scared but my awesome wife said no she said you're going to be fine and she just she would pray and she would declare the um, the verses of healing in the scripture that God has you know he, that He's given us you know God's already promised us I believe I believe He's promised us healing I believe it's in the whole salvation package and maybe one one episode we can unwrap that because I know some people may not believe that but you know the Jews called him Jehovah Rapha and they would call him names that would uh, give evidence to His character and Jehovah Rapha is the Lord our healer and so if if they are calling him the Lord, our healer, it means that they knew him as healer, which means he is a healer. And so all the promises that we need, if you'll read, um, I think it's first Peter and I, I don't have that scripture pulled up and I, I'll, I may put it on the blog post, but it says that we have been given every promise that we need for, uh, life and liberty, you know, every promise. And if you'll research the word sozo or zoe, and we're going to have to do a show on that because I'm, you know, I'm kind of going off on a bunny trail. The whole salvation package of sozo is, it's a hundred percent. It's total full circle. It includes uh, prosperity, not, not necessarily money. It includes health, wellness, you know, um, goodness, peace, you know, blessing. It's a perfect total package. Um, but anyway, so he's, he's given us all these promises. If it's in the word, it belongs to you. You don't have to beg for that. So let's, um, let's just talk for a few minutes. Um, I'm going to come from Galatians chapter four, um, verses one through nine and in the passion translation, and you can read whatever translation you want. We're not going to discuss which translation is better or worse. If you don't like it, read something else, you know. Uh, the passion is a beautiful translation. It is. Well, let me, let me say, you know, that I will say this about the passion. Um, the gentleman who, um, translated and I said translated. Okay. This is not a paraphrase. This is not a, um, this is not him putting it in his own words. He translated it from the Greek and the Aramaic. So it is a translation. Um, he took it and Greek is very expressive. So in English, we'll we'll use five words to say a sentence. Greek may use, if we were to translate the Greek 
and try to make the Greek say uh, or say in English exactly what it's trying to say in Greek, we would use 15 to 20 words. I mean, it's very expressive. And so when you read the Passion, he 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 puts these extra English. I don't mean extra, but these uh, these English words in there, and it's longer. But he's trying to give you the full total understanding of the verses in Greek. So anyway. I do like the Passion, but I like the New King James, the New American Standard. I like the King James, but I just don't use it because I don't know anybody that speaks Elizabethan English anymore. Okay, um, I'm sure Paul. <laughs> I had one guy one one time in church say, "You know, if the King James is good enough for Paul, it's good enough for me." And I said, "Okay, so Paul is now British." So anyway, I'm sorry. So Galatians four one through nine, Paul is saying, he said, "Let me illustrate. As long as an heir." is a minor he's not really much different than a servant although he is the master over all for until the time appointed by the father the child is under the domestic supervision of the guardians of the estate so it is with us when we were juveniles talking about christians believers when we were juveniles minors we were enslaved under the hostile spirits of the world but when the time of fulfillment had come God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law. Yet all of this was so that he would redeem and set free those held hostage to the law. That was us. So that we would receive our freedom and a full, 100%, total, full circle, legal adoption as his children. And so that we would know that we are his true children. God released the spirit of sonship that includes daughtership into our hearts moving us to cry out intimately my father my true father let me stop there and go back where he says when it says a full legal adoption as his children um that's that's beautiful you know there is this um and i haven't taught on this yet either but there's a i call it an orphan mindset but you have believers, you know, orphans are children who have no father. And you have believers who um, walk around and they don't know that, they know God, they, they have knowledge of God. And they know he's father, but they don't know how good he is and how much he loves them. And how perfect he is and that he's not mad at them. You know, and, and, they, and they live their lives thinking they have to do and to be and to uh, perform in order to be okay with him. If I sin, then God's going to do something bad, so I have to pay for my sin. Can I tell you that's just not true? Can I tell you that if if God has to punish you or get you to pay for sin, then I would just like to know why Jesus had to die in the first place if we're going to do the paying for sin anyway. It's, it's, he doesn't do that. We have a friend at church whose husband just recently um, passed away and uh, she thought that maybe that had happened because of some sin in her past I'm like that is that's just so sad and there's just not a full revelation of sonship God the father would never do would you do that for your children your child did something in the past or you're gonna go wipe out their spouse that's that sounds ridiculous and if we know that we would never do that as earthly parents we know that the father is a much better father than we or, or i don't want to say mother but you know he has a nurturing side he's a much better parent
than anybody on earth could ever be. The father would not do that. So we have a full legal adoption as his children. And when you've been legally adopted, you are no longer an orphan. And so there's a there's something else here. There's a revelation of sonship that needs to come to the body of Christ so that we stop walking around with an orphan mindset and we walk around with a mindset that says, you know what, I'm a son. Listen, let me ask you this. Do your children worry about who's going to pay the bills? Who's going to buy the groceries? <laughs> who's going to make sure there's hot water in the pipes? No, they don't. They, Our son has never done that. I'm concerned about who's buying groceries. Well, he has said that. He has said, our son has come and has said, you know, I'm concerned about who's going to buy the groceries. Are he hungry? But he's never come and said, you know, what? I'm really worried about who's going to pay the mortgage. He's not concerned. And it's not his concern. That's my concern. I'm the father. I'm the parent. I'm the dad. I'm the husband. And my wife is the mom, the spouse, the, you know, that's our job. It's the same with the father. When we understand sonship and when we get that revelation of sonship, it will change the way we talk. It'll change. Instead of begging, you'll find yourself think, saying, all right, what does, the, what does the father say about this situation? What does the word say about this? And you know what? Once you figure out what the father says and where his heart is, that's what you say. Because you're his voice on the earth. And that's what you receive. There's no worry involved. So when we're reading verse 6, it says, so that we would know that we are his true children. Um, you're, you're no longer a slave. You're a son. And since you're a son, you're an heir. Right? This is, this is fact. Uh, you know, but when we get a revelation, it cements it. It writes it in stone in our hearts, our spirit, and our minds. And it will change the way we behave. You know, the scripture says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when the revelation comes, it comes to our, our minds, our heart. It drops, and then it eventually will come out of our mouth. You can tell where people are at when you hear them pray. If they're begging God, please do this. Please do that. They don't. There's not a full revelation of sonship, and there's no condemnation. I don't mean any condemnation with this, you know. But every now and then, I, I revert back to that. God, please, we need you, and I get desperate. But I forget, you know, and that's the human condition. You know, even in Christ, we have this not beautiful, but we have this ability to function out of our spirit or to function out of our flesh. That's human nature. You know? Anyway, let's move on to verse seven. Uh, here we go. Okay. Uh, now that we are no longer living like slaves. And so uh, let me, let me stop. Say between verse six and verse seven, something happens. There's revelation that drops between verse six and seven. Cause he's saying, Hey, verse six, we know that we're his true children. God released the spirit of sonship into our hearts. So now we say, my father, my father, verse seven. Now that we're no longer living like a slave or an orphan, under the law see the law will make you an orphan because if you live under the law you're going to live thinking you have to do in order to be or that you have to perform in order to get and it's just simply just not like that but we enjoy being god's very own sons and daughters and because we're his we can access everything the father has why because we are heirs of what god has done before we knew God is our Father, we were unwitting servants to the powers that be, which are nothing compared to the Father. 
but now verse nine, but now that we are, tr- that we truly know him and are intimately known by him. See, that's beautiful too. Just stop and think about that. We, we know God, we can know him as daddy, as Abba, as Papa, and you are known. He knows you on your worst days. He knows your deep, <laughs> your deepest, darkest, dirtiest secrets. And he still loves you just as much as he does on the days where you are absolutely 100% perfect and good and awesome. His love doesn't change. Isn't that cool? But now that we uh, truly know him and are intimately known by him, why would we for a moment consider turning back to those weak and feeble principles of religion? And I would like to say weak and feeble principles of being an orphan as though we were still subject to them. We are not orphans. We are sons. We are daughters. When that revelation drops in your spirit, it will change the way you think. The way you know God, the way you know the Father, comes by revelation knowledge. You can have knowledge. I know about God. This, this, you know, and you can, I know people that know the, look, I have, I had friends in college who were atheists that knew scripture. Okay, so that's so what? They knew scripture, big deal. Anybody can anybody can read the Bible. But when revelation comes, revelation is in and, and there is a a Bible that I use when I study sometimes. It's called the Weist uh, New America uh, New Testament Expanded Translation. And so they it's it kind of does the same thing the Passion does, but it's a little bit older, so it just expands it. Um, the the Greek, the Aramaic. And so when it says um, knowledge, usually that is translated experiential knowledge. And so when you have, when you experience, you know, when you, when you experience the calling of the Holy Spirit to come to Christ, that is revelation. You got a revelation, man, I, I need him. I need to be saved. I need to accept Jesus into my heart. I've, I've got to have this. That's revelation. It's experiential knowledge. When you experience God as father and you experience his love for you as a son or daughter that is revelation okay anybody can can have knowledge anybody can mentally mentally agree you know with oh yeah I do agree God is father but that is way different than experiencing a revelation and manifestation of sonship in your spirit and in your heart um I hope that makes sense. So just to just to kind of wrap up today, we're about 18 minutes in, and uh, I did have a friend of mine tell me, don't worry about the time, and I'm like, I can't help it. <laughs> um, if you'll remember the story of the prodigal son, and I'm going to use the phrase prodigal, or the two brothers in Luke 15, 11 through 32, neither one of those brothers, the older or the younger, understood the, the concept of sonship. If you'll remember, the younger one went off and did all these things, came back, and he begged the father to take him, and he told the father he was awful and terrible, and the father didn't even acknowledge that. The father turned around and started speaking truth and revelation. Get him a robe. Get him a ring. Put shoes on his feet. Kill the fatted calf. We're going to celebrate. And that was a parable. Parables are meant to to explain a deeper truth. Jesus is saying, your God, your father in heaven is the father in that story. You are the younger son or you are the older brother. Father looks at you. He sees sons and daughters. 
He does not see servants and slaves and orphans. So the law will make us slaves. If we try to live by the law, it will end up being orphans or slaves. Grace makes us sons. Can I tell you that sons don't beg? I know, I know you're thinking, uh, I've got five kids, and yes, they do. I understand, I understand, but sons don't beg. Sons don't worry about who's going to take care. Slaves do. Slaves beg. Sons do not beg. So there are, and this is the heartbreaking part, there are people in Christ without revelation of sonship, and unfortunately they are in that beggar mode. They're in that orphan mode. And I know I've already told you that revelation changes the way we talk. Um, but the pastor of the church we currently attend has, you know, he one thing he's taught me is to give something that is practical at the end. And so here's the question. How do we get revelation in these areas how do, or in any area? The way my, my suggestion would be to fully, just fully immerse yourself. If you will study, um, if you'll just, there are tons of resources on YouTube. Um, Facebook, um, not Facebook, the internet, sonship, you know, God is Father, God is Abba, Papa, Daddy. Fully immerse yourself in that. Reading, now this, again, there's no condemnation, but reading the Bible or watching something or listening to something once a month is not going to get you, you're, it's going to come and, you know, it's, it's going to leave, it's not going to stay. You've got to immerse yourself. If you really want revelation change, that's what I would do. You know, um, I would just fully immerse myself. That doesn't mean you have to do it 24-7. Maybe, maybe <laughs> hey, <laughs> maybe a short podcast uh, weekly could do Well, see, I don't know if I say that, but I do a weekly podcast. This, you know, We don't do daily yet, but maybe you can find another podcast on Spotify. Um, Grace-based, of course. You know, uh, Creflo Dollar, Andrew Womack, Joseph Prince, Trisha Gunn, Connie Witter. You can find her on YouTube. Those are great and beautiful, wonderful grace teachers. Maybe just a short message daily or every other day. You know, fully immerse yourself. When that happens, you're going to bombard your spirit with these truths of grace and sonship and being a daughter, you know, and and the concept that the Father is good and He's full of grace and He loves you. And when that bombards you, you know, change will come. So I really believe that. So anyway, I hope you've, um, I hope you, I hope something has blessed you today. Um, I believe there is an email link. If you want to drop a line on Facebook, you can. That's great. I would appreciate that. Um, let me know. So anyway, thank you for listening. That's all today. So know this, that you are already a son. You are already a daughter. And if maybe your actions or your speech don't, match up with that yet and they're still kind of in a orphan mindset or from a beggar point of view just believe just know that you are a son or daughter fully full adoption and uh, I, I believe as you as you meditate on that as you study that you immerse yourself in that your heart will change your words will change and then your actions will follow those things because actions follow what we really believe so anyway have a blessed week uh, this is Jeff Moore thank you for listening to the Road Home Podcast.